Hi there, and welcome to JK We're Rolling, an actual play podcast about three young wizards who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am the magician master of this podcast. And what that means is... Well, I just come up with a few ideas, just a few little little bouncing around ideas in my head, and I try to put them into story form. Uh, and why would I do that? I do that so that other people can help me create the rest of that story together. And who are those other creators, that story alongside me? Let's meet them now. Hello, everyone. My name is Nadine Kuhn, and I play Sassly Mary Nature Spring, a pixie elf with wings. Sassley unfortunately created herself wings by experimenting with magic. And the problem is she doesn't know how to fly. So that is a problem. She's trying to figure that out. But currently, she's a turtle sitting on Mildred's shoulders. Turtle, turtle. Uh, hi there, I'm Sebastian Kinder and I play Eric Miller, still a musician, magician with a very troubled past. Uh, there are a lot of people who have forgotten who he is, uh, mostly his family. Uh, a few people don't forget who he is, he's happy about that. A few others don't forget who he is, that's kind of good and bad. I mean, they remember him, that's a win in my book, but uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as long as that's not going to backfire, we'll see. <laughs> Hi guys, this is me, Lucas Fischer, and I play Jasper Casper, who is a wizard from the non-magical world, and all that Jasper wants is try and find a place to belong, and I'm sure that we can help him. And to be honest, guys, I think today could be like quite close for him to achieve his, his goal, because he's never felt like this comfortable in an environment than what he did in the last episode, so That's true. maybe... It's true. Jasper has more than one source of comfort happening for him right now. You you have this strange sense of comfort from being in the laboratory, but you also have this little sapphire, a little blue sapphire mm-hmm. that uh, also gives you a, differ- a different sort of sense of comfort. So I get that right. You want to stay there? Well, as long <laughs> as Wilma is with me. What else? What else do I need? Oh my gosh! What a what a twist! Like he just like is like I feel great here. Joins the Einheitser and like we just have to follow mm-hmm. a whole separate storyline where uh, Jasper has become <laughs> evil. No, Michael, you know these films or uh, series is where like one guy from the groups uh, says, "Guys, I think I should stay." <laughs> Maybe it's <laughs> Jasper, <laughs> and then like after three seasons, I come back. It also happens in, in, in RPGs, you know, like sometimes people decide their time with the group is done, but I hope that Jasper isn't there yet. <laughs> so you say that's an option for us? Anytime you want. Hey, you don't, no <laughs> one's making you be here. All right. You got better places to be. You go ahead. Well, since we, we left on a bit of a cliffhanger and to be honest, when I was writing out this, uh, call it an adventure arc. I didn't think we would stop where we did. We just had to because of time constraints. So I thought that we would play this all through as one big scene. But because of that, uh, you were left on a bit of a cliffhanger for several reasons. And, you know, instead of asking you for a fact about yourselves, uh, I want to check in with you. What's a theory that uh, each of you have or what's a theory that your character has about what's going on right now and what's going to happen? I just want to hear... Uh, your thoughts, because we don't get to hear enough from you. Yeah, what do you think? Actually, I don't think Sassley has any thoughts about what's going to happen. Because <laughs> she's a turtle. I, but <laughs> she's a turtle anyway right now. She just slept. She just woke up. So please be nice to her. She just has to like get back to reality. <laughs> um, 
But for me, you know, as a player, as a, as my friend <laughs> Lucas always says, <laughs> um, as as a player, I have actually two ideas. I mean, this mirror is definitely like a way or a gate to the shadow realm, and we might kind of get to see or get to know how they bring those crampedes to this world, because that apparently happened a lot and they are collecting them because they want to build an army or what would be even more interesting and terrifying there's a sacrifice thing situation going to happen so this is a cold situation and someone is going to like get to the front and it's maybe a woman or a child and they try to sacrifice something clip the toenail my baby evil <laughs> right. I don't want to go, Baba. Just like oh, the, the like, intense drama of playing out this scene. No one think of the children. You three are just yeah, watching so me as I play all these characters. Like you thought it was a TTRPG, but it's actually just a moment for me to display my acting skills. <laughs> I mean, you said you said um, as these two characters that we were like talking to before, they had to go to like kind of a ceremony thing. So maybe they bring one person to the front and then they go through the ceremony and then they also get like part animal, whatever. These are now three theories and I don't know anything about it. Who is next? Sorry, too much. I hope you have different I take one of Nadine's theories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. You pick one, I this pick the so other. This is so crazy. I am so sorry. You know, sometimes when Michael and I, when we talk, we, we do every now and then, but you know, when we talk, I get so caught up in this whole thing. And then I start talking about what I think is going to happen. She will theorize at me for like over an hour straight. Like she will just keep going. And I can't say anything. I'm just like. He wouldn't even blink. Nodding. And I'm like, yeah, did you smile? Did you not? Was it just like a different look that you had? Oh, it's exactly this. And he never says anything. And usually I'm also wrong. I think. <laughs> You've been wrong a lot. <laughs> keep trying, keep trying. But Nadine, when you make every theory, I'm so sorry. You're probably gonna get one right, but you're gonna get ten wrong if you just say all of the theories. <laughs> I just said three. When so there are seven left if there are ten. <laughs> if there are ten, she said. I'm so sorry. I just get caught up in in this into this mystery so much, and I really want to know what's happening now. And I try to not forget Flip. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who's Flip? <laughs> exactly. Huh? Uh, well, some, something I can't help uh, ever since the guy from the Dunkin' Donuts have been mentioned. Speaking Ooh. of Flip. Speaking of Flip, <laughs> I wonder if Flip by any chance is somewhere hidden in Shemheim. I don't know. It might be a possibility. Because I think a lot of stuff that's happening at Neudrachenberg is connected to what is happening here. Oh, smart. We have a lot of Shadow Realm creatures kinda attacking Neudrachenberg. We have a cult that's actually trying to raise an army of Shadow Realm creatures. Oh, that is so interesting, Sebastian. So the, the amulet was also... You should try to record this next episode later about this right now but i'm so sorry but sebastian do you remember the am amulet was like glowing red right so isn't it always like glowing red in shimmerheim when something like that happens the amulet is a red stone that's allowed to grow <laughs> but was it shining 
Or was it like red? Just red? I remember because we had the interrogation. It, I will it, walk it these halls no, again. <laughs> it did shine green light, wasn't it? Green words were projected out of the ah, stone. There you go. There you well, go. You can tell we still didn't get the whole you thing. You didn't see the amulet work differently than it normally works in this moment, other than the words that it said were not the shield that somebody belonged to. They were a kind of uh, monologue <laughs> from, from somewhere else. So, uh, yes. But love the look. This is what I'm talking about. Love getting the juices flowing. Um, <laughs> glad that we can fact check these moments together. Anybody else have a theory that they'd like to? <laughs> uh, or did you get to actually say your theory, uh, Sebastian? I, I was in the middle of going, and then we had Nadine jumping in because she's so enthusiastic about sharing all her theories. <laughs> I know. I think it's an open discussion here, guys. I think we should really figure this out. <laughs> Uh, okay, but, but to get to the essence of it all, I think a lot of what's happening there is connected to Neudrachenberg and to the Crystal Bearer and to the Marcelines hiding in the Urbaum. I bet on it. Something there in the backstory connects with the two mages that have been imprinted on the stone. I'm sure. So what exactly is the theory? So something here is going to connect to the mages on the stone. Yep. Exactly. Okay, Okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Interesting, interesting stuff. Yeah, well, Nadine and I, we had a little talk about it uh, the other day. Um, so a bit of what she said is like... Collusion! Yeah. Collusion! <laughs> That's uh, what I think about it. Still, now to get like the entertainment factor again, Jasper has the little hope, the very little hope, that it still all is just a surprise party that they are preparing. <laughs> That's my favorite theory. <laughs> that they, you know, create all these crampines as, like, magical piñatas. That's all that he's hoping for, but I don't think that's going to happen. I have to crush those dreams, but I'm um, looking forward to it. <laughs> Love that theory. Uh, well, let's see. Let's see. Maybe, maybe it's just somebody's birthday, you know, and... Remember, Michael, we're family friendly, so it better be piñatas. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I have to go rewrite my notes for today. <laughs> well, I, I love all these theories, and uh, I love to see everybody's heads working because that kind of excitement makes me feel so inspired to keep working on this world and, and, and uh, creating the story with you all. And I hope that some of our listeners out there at least feel the same way. Some of them, is, you know, we're just on while they're doing the dishes, and they're like, ah, there's nothing on TV right now. But some people <laughs> out there maybe have a few theories. So... We're really in the middle of it right now. You are in the central chamber, in the hideout of the Einheitserin in Schimmerheim. And I don't want to wait any longer to find out what's going to happen. So, without much further ado, let's begin this next episode of JK We Are Rolling. Yeah, let's go to the cafeteria. Mm. And then to the library. <laughs> Last time on JK We Are Rolling... Uh, the shieldless entered the hideout of the Einheitserin, and Jasper immediately began to get strange sensations that he recognized the inside of the laboratory. They sneaked along to each room of the corridor, using his erdva to scout ahead. The furthest back room was full of old showers, now overgrown with vines, leading to a back exit where crampine were being gathered and kept. But the first room the group entered was a boiler room with a glowing purple crystal. The cultist inside put up a very formidable fight, but was eventually defeated through deception and also just getting hit a lot. 
The cultist let slip that the purple crystal was powering a portal in the main room where the Crampine were brought into the material realm. Sassley took the crystal, but not before Eric noticed that his violin bow was glowing with an amber light in the presence of the crystal. The group then went to a study on the other side of the lab where Eric and Yazerdva talked their way past a couple more cultists. In the back office, Jasper used his supernatural senses of this place to immediately recognize a book he should look at, explaining that the lab was the lab of Screevius Macrevius, creator of the Amulet of Intention, which had been stolen on their first day of school. It explained some studies and experiments having to do with different gemstones as well. Jasper found a secret compartment with a sapphire that felt oddly comforting to him, and at last, he had a snap of revelation and a full map of the lab popped into his head. He used this knowledge to lead the team up onto an overhead railing in the main chamber, where most of the cultists, their three generals, the portal, and the terrifying leader of the Einheit Saren were busy preparing a ritual. The massive creature person called the meeting to a start, asking one of the generals to report to him, a human woman named Yuvel Arkenal. Now, the terrible acts of the Einheit Saren truly begin. So, there you are. You four are kind of squatting uh, on this overhead railing that looks out over the central chamber of this laboratory, or as I kept saying in the last episode, laboratory. You've kind of peeked your head over the edge, but also the flooring of this overhead walkway is grating, so it hides you better. If you've ever like looked up into a walkway that's grating, it's, it's actually hard to see up through it, but you can kind of peer a little bit through it, so you have a pretty good view of everything that's going on below you. There is this kind of portal in the middle of the room. Uh, the rest of the Einheitsaren are gathered around in a bit of a semicircle behind. And the three captains, this creature standing in the portal, called them his generals, are standing closer to the portal in a triangular figure. And the woman, Yuvel Arkanal, is standing at the front of this tripod of people. To the right of her is Dante, the pixie elf with bright orange-red wings folded out uh, in regal robes. To the left and behind Yuvel is this very ferocious-looking centaur who is in nice robes, but you think this might just be maybe part of his daily disguise, for you see... Behind him, a wicked scorpion tail comes out and curves up behind him. Before we go any further, I love to start out an episode with a roll. So, why don't everybody roll sneak for me? Oh, God. Sassly, you can roll with advantage. Because she's a turtle? Because she's a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled 16 twice. All right, well, I mean, when you if you roll well, then, uh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a group check. It's not individual, so. I rolled a two. Okay. I join in with another 16. All right. Well, then you pass anyway. <gasps> two successes is, is going to be a pass. Uh, Mildred rolls a 14 in any case. Could be better. Could be better, but. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. This is, you, you're in a good position. 
to be hidden. It was not a very high DC, but just wanted to check. <laughs> so this massive man creature, uh, glowing purple eyes, horns that travel back away from his head. They kind of curve backwards. They are wicked with intense curly black hair, big black beard, but pale white face. There's no definition in the lips. Just a, a very large person. Hooves for feet, long fingers, but the whole body seems so powerful, so thick of build. He has just called on Yuvel Arcanal to report to him about how are the operations going in Shimmerheim. You see that Yuvel bows her head. The operation to transport Krampine in the city is causing unexpected pressure and caution due to the crystal's nightly color change. I am worried about undue attention being caused as we continue our nightly rituals. The creature nods and points a powerful arm and finger to one of the robed Einheitsaren in the back. Minister, is everything in the city well in hand? You see a man step forward. He is a portly, but uh, kind of tall, robed man. He's in his Einheitsaren outfit. He is bald. He has a ring uh, made of blue stone on his hand. You do remember Mildred mentioned to you something about the Blue Council. Uh, there are five ministers on the Blue Council. Each one looks over one part of what the city is in charge of. <gasps> Traitor. The man, sa <laughs> <laughs> the man says, The Arcane Earth Division is unfazed, and I will take care of the other ministers. This is the minister of the Arcane Earth Division. You know that uh, that is the division in charge of mining and finding magical objects, magical stones, things with magical properties. There's also an un, a non-magical, you know, trades and goods division, but this would be the man in charge of magical trade. Since we're underground, largely mining precious stones as well. He continues, but if the Zwergish continue to disappear at this rate, we will have an extraordinary trade and socio-political issue. If the Lord Mayor gets involved, things could turn sour fast. The creature responds, then we must find a suitable replacement for the Svergish. We do not have the time to halt our movements here if Shimmerheim is to remain strategic for us. I lay the problem at your feet, Minister. And then his eyes turn cold and vicious. No one noticed that old vestigial Minister Kratos disappearing. But I would hate to think of what would happen if another Minister were to go missing. Do not make me think you would be of more use to me elsewhere. The minister bows his head several times shakily. Uh, yes, my lord. The creature dismisses him with a wave of the hand. The minister rejoins the rest of the Einheitsaren. The creature gestures to Dante. And what of the key? Dante? Dante replies... Uh, we were unsuccessful to locate anyone of help. I'm not interested in tales of your inadequacy, Dante. I don't answer to you, 
Dante replies snappily. If you do not succeed, you will indeed not answer to me. And that will be a far worse fate. We are running out of time. The chaos to follow the hunt is our only opening, and far too much is at stake. When we attempt to gain the spheres, we must have the key in hand. Otherwise, your kingdom is a scrapyard, your highness. Dante growls in the back of his throat. Since our efforts to get anything out of Kratos were fruitless, you are starting to connect this name, Kratos, to the man that you saw in the vision, Sassley, and everyone else you know about. There was somebody killed recently. They were trying to get information. They were trying to figure out, find a key to something. So this man's name was, was Kratos. Since our efforts to get anything out of Kratos were fruitless, uh, we have invited the entirety of our available order to assist in a ritual. Dante motions to Yuvel. Yuvel steps forward. She produces a photograph from inside her robes. She bows to Dante. It is my belief that one of these individuals holds the key or has knowledge of it. We found it among Skivius's notes. If one of them indeed still lives after the incident, we will find them. The creature nods his head and replies back, succeed here or fail entirely. There is no other option. First, we bring through Uktoknosh. Then, commence with the second ritual. Manticore, he gestures to the centaur with the scorpion tail. Bring forth the Zvergish creature. Yes, of course, my lord, says the centaur, who crosses to a side supply closet near the front of the room where the Einheitsherren are, and brings out in a small cage. The cage is, is a bamboo kind of cage, not made out of any sort of stone or metal, and you think you know why. Inside of this cage, there is a Zvergish creature. Uh, a lot of earth magic, metal magic ability there. They're keeping it in a alternate kind of cage. The centaur drags this Zvergish into the center of the room, the center of where this ritual has already been prepared, and the creature in the portal simply says, begin. The cultists arrange themselves in a pentagon shape, and a machine is brought out that stands on a tripod with a long steel cylindrical head. You see the centaur places a yellow gem, loads it into the side of a chamber alongside this long steel cylindrical head of the machine. So it looks kind of like a gun, basically. As the cultists begin to chant, you see, for the first time, a crampine steps into the doorway of the portal. It's your first time seeing one in the flesh, nine feet tall, humanoid but burly, stocky, like a troll from a fairy tale, covered in fur. This crampine has hooves as well, but massive paws and claws of a bear. The head is right on top of the shoulders, like there's basically no neck there, and its skin is patchy and gray, and a snout extends from the head. Instead of ears, it just has a sort of warped ridge of skin with an ear hole, and on its back, 
is a massive hammer made of an unearthly metal that hangs from a leather loop. The ritual continues, and you see Manticore, this massive centaur, aims the contraption at the Zvergish creature, and a yellow light pierces the metallic creature and continues through that creature to also pierce the Krampine. There is a surge of power, as at this moment, the Krampine steps into the material realm. The red light of the crystals in the room intensifies as chaotic waves of magic rush over you, and you can be sure that at this moment, the whole city is turning red. The chanting reaches a crescendo. You don't understand the words, but suddenly it stops. The Krampine seems mostly unchanged, but bares its teeth and says something in a guttural, inhuman language. The leader of the Einheitser and this creature in the portal once more steps forward. Bring him to the others. Manticore leads this Krampine away out of this chamber and uh, back to where they are keeping the others. Uh, you can assume you know where they've been keeping them. There's a back tunnel. It takes five cultists to lift this Zvergish creature, which you see now seems to be more of a statue of a metal person than the living metal that you know that they usually are. Some sort of life force is gone. As the Einheitserin slide this Zvergish through the portal, it seems to come alive once more on the other side of the portal. A little sluggish and strange when it moves, but once more seeming to be living metal. The creature on the other side of the portal easily moves the cage creature aside with one hand. It is not too heavy for him at all. He addresses Dante and Yuvel once more. Commence your next ritual and pray that it works. Otherwise, the chances for all of us are going to. The two bow their heads and in unison say, Yes, Lord Knecht. Yes, Knecht. The massive creature moves out of the frame of the portal, which you now see, looks out on a rolling ground of sparkling white stone, this kind of barren wasteland that you saw before. But now you see, no, not stone, snow, sparkling white snow, as far as you can see. The cultists gather up in a circle and place the photo that you saw earlier presented in the middle. They place a white stone in this ritual circle and a compass as well. Yuvel cuts her arm open and blood begins to drop on the stone. The cultists gather around her and begin to chant. This seems very similar to the ritual that you saw in Mildred's room. You've seen rituals that bind. You've seen rituals that banish. This is a ritual to find. The photo begins to rise in the air and glow, but your attention is immediately grabbed by something else as the ritual continues. Is anybody trying to do anything investigating something specific? Is there a chance to... See the photo? Everybody roll me. It's far <laughs> away. Everybody roll investigation. And if somebody gets a nat 20, I'll say you have really good eyes. Ha! 
Seven. Great. Thirteen. <laughs> uh, seven and thirteen is twenty. <laughs> Math. It works. Fifteen. <laughs> uh, so you you can't see the photo from here. But this photo begins to fill up with this golden light, like you've seen happen with other rituals before. But you're all a bit distracted. Uh, your attention is immediately grabbed by something else. As this ritual continues, Jasper oh. begins to glow as well. Oh, frick. A golden light, like the paper in Mildred's ritual before, is starting to fill up his body, starting at the feet. Tiny, tiny sparks of magic are floating from him and beginning to float down to join the golden light of the ritual below, near the photo specifically. Oh my gosh, so you and your family have the key. That's the three people from the picture. I will need everybody to roll a new sneak roll. Uh-huh. I was yeah. so hoping it wasn't me, but I kind of felt it. I, I was afraid that it's you. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. I don't want to be involved. Four. Oh. 20, because I can roll with advantage. That's true. Okay, a natural 20, that's two successes. Very good. No, 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 no. It's a 19 plus one. Oh, a 19 plus one. Okay. I rolled a 10. A 10? Do you have a bonus to that or just flat 10? Uh, with my bonuses. Okay. Uh, flat 13. A 13. Okay, great. You guys pass. <sighs> and Mildred also passes. It's a group roll anyway. <sighs> uh, so everybody passes. Uh, great rolls there. Oh, it's fine. Actually, <laughs> Jasper would have had disadvantage for this. Because uh, he's glowing, but since everyone else passed, you would pass anyway as, as a group check. But you have the feeling you only have maybe so much time here before you are a giant glowing person. We should get going. We should get going. We should get going. Guys, wait. I want to see you in the picture. I need to get a little bit closer. Jasper, it's hmm. you in the picture. What do you mean it's me? You hear what they're chanting? Search. The one. It's you. Let's go. Yeah, Jasper looks down, and the first time he actually, you know, realizes what's happening. Guys, guys, I'm glowing. Do you think that's connecting to me? Yes, you are. We should get yeah, going we should before be you start to glow so much that they see you. Uh, if they complete this ritual, they will find who they're looking for. Okay. They don't necessarily need Jasper to be in the room to complete it. There's like. 12 cultists in this room putting magic towards this ritual so what i understood like i start glowing and you said like there is a kind of maybe a string kind of glowing towards the place of the ritual like a pathway just little magic sparks uh mm -hmm. tiny tiny at this point because right now it's maybe up to your ankles mm -hmm. just where this glow is but it's going to fill up your body okay yeah the magic is starting to feel you feel a little tingly maybe mildred you know, looks at you all, uh, looks at Sassley on her shoulder. Oh, jeez. Can you believe this? Sassley's shaking her head. Uh, and then says, I know, I know. Um, so here's the thing. I have a bad feeling if they finish this ritual, because if it is you in the picture, Jasper, um, we're like right here, and I feel that they can find this very quickly. We should disrupt this ritual somehow without them realizing that we are here, um, so we need to disrupt the ritual circle or move one of the items out of the ritual. I mean, the, in the best case scenario, get that photograph and figure out what's on it. 
I, I, I can't help but the bittersweet irony that the person whose ritual we disturbed the last time <laughs> is telling us to disturb a ritual right now. Hey, in fairness, I'm actually pretty glad you disturbed that ritual uh, because, you know, now we have this whole thing with Yazanva and he's hanging out with us. It's great. And Sassley wings at her. <laughs> she bops you on the turtle head. <laughs> uh, how, how far... From, no, 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 no. Forget about Good that. question. No, ask the question. How far is the picture away from us? Yeah, how far is the picture away from us? You know, I was first of thinking of, like, lowering the turtle down so that she can crawl to the ritual, just disturb something there and crawl back. She might be so small that she's not going to get noticed. Sure. <laughs> Sacrifice the pixie. <laughs> Sacrifice the pixie. No, we won't. Would they find that weird if a turtle was crawling around there? Is, or is that a place... A turtle might be weird. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a strange laboratory, uh, but, you know, turtles like, what? <laughs> That's a little weird. Strange things did happen here, no stranger would it be. So the issue isn't how far away that the photograph is floating away from you in terms of, like, uh, lateral distance. This would be like one movement action away if you were on the ground next to it, you know? We just don't have time. But the problem is you're up. You're raised up. So because you're on a platform higher than everything else and you're looking down on this, uh, I'm so not good with meters and I, I should not have written the... <laughs> I want it to be very European. I'm not very good with meters. Totally fine. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're, you're another 10 meters in the air above this. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it is a high chamber. This is the biggest chamber in here. Uh, and you're up on the upper platform. If some of us would try a Zauberschlag, could we aim it at one of these items? Probably the picture to, you know, kind of burst it out of the ritual circle? Certainly. Well, I think you can do Move the Lufte would move it away. Oh, yeah, Move the Lufte as well. That's good. I don't have Move the Lufte. I have it. Yeah, we, we, we would need Cecily to unturtle. I mean, the thing is, if we fail anyway, are they going to stop the ritual, try to catch us? Uh, if they spot you, they might stop the ritual. Sure, because you glow. <laughs> then they accomplish both. <laughs> um, guys, I'm so sorry. I really don't want to make any mistakes here because I think this is a crucial moment. So uh, Mildred looks at the three of you and she says, okay, here's what I got. Um, I mean, you know, I can turn stuff into water if we were for some reason very close to one of these objects, but it's too far away right now. I can make a smoke like Yazadva did when you fought him the first time to, you know, maybe give you help and a little bit of cover if somebody does want to try to sneak down there or something like that i can i can make smoke i can also make poisonous gas uh and i can make things cold <laughs> that's uh that's what i got i can also turn something into water and i can turn it from water back into an object if if you think that would be helpful how far away do you have to be for that to turn something into water uh pretty close ah dang it yeah, I need to be, like, only a couple meters away. I need to be pretty close. Do you have to cast this spell, or is it a potion? It's a, it's a spell. Mm -hmm. That's not good. I used my poison potion already to just defeat that one really hard, that one cultist. He was so difficult for no reason. Yeah. Do we still have something to, to kind of get invisible? 
you don't have anything to get invisible. You do have the potion to turn into a creature. A crampine. Let's turn into a crampine. They are creatures. That's true. If you remember how the spell works, you need to have constitution equal to the level of a crampine. I give you, uh, well, everybody roll world lore about crampine. Give me a world lore. <laughs> I think we didn't do a, a world lore roll yet about crampine. Three. Hey, don't forget. Don't you have a bonus to world lore? Yeah, but I also have a minus to bookishness. Oh, well, there you go. I joined the three. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, 14. 14? Well, I can give you this very basic information uh, that a crampine is considered a level four creature. You've never faced a level four creature. Class four creatures usually will have four constitution. So... Oh, guys, a crampine is a level four. I just, I just read it in the book. Uh, so someone would need to have four constitution to turn into a crampine. Mm. Even if that's temporary constitution, someone would need to have four. Oh, guys, some of us turns into a zwergish. Oh, maybe, maybe that's not that good. Sassy raises her turtle eyes and points with her head to what happened to the crampine down there. Exactly! <laughs> and Jasper understands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, look, a free one. <laughs> you, see, you see in Jasper's eyes, you see his idea waving goodbye. <laughs> you also need a, a piece of whatever creature you want to turn into. The picture is floating right now, right? It's floating in the air. That's correct. Yeah. That's, that's unfortunate. I can suggest it again. I can try to do Move to Lufta to move it up in the air to us. There is an additional rule for Move to Lufta. You can try to create a cyclone with it. It, it needs an additional spryness rule for that. Uh, but it's actually in the rules that you can create a cyclone with it. Overall, trying something to stop them from doing it. Yeah, we'll try. Well, Cecily, I would actually try to do... Move the lufte. And then he looks at Turtle Sasley. You know, because then they don't know where it's coming from. What do you think? And Sasley gives Mildred a sign to put her down. Uh, Mildred does it. And Sasley's putting her, like, front feet up to just raise the whole body and stand on the back feet. <laughs> no, Sasley, you can't cast magic as a turtle. You have to turn back into us. <laughs> And then she's like lifting up her head and turning back into Cecily in the same position. Whoa, there she all is. All right, all right. Well, nothing runs when I'm a turtle. Just taking that one time out here. All right, step back, everyone. Step back. Um, by the way, does anyone have a paper? A paper? A paper and a pen? Ooh. Something like that? Paper and a pen. Do I find a paper and a pen? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely, Cecily. You're Jasper. I mean, you... <laughs> <laughs> what a question. It's a law of this world. Jasper always carries pen and paper with him. Because, you know, Jasper likes to play pen and paper. Okay, Whoa. so Cecily, here's your pen and paper. <laughs> she's taking it and she's like ripping a square piece out. She just looks over the little balcony thing. She looks down, comes down again, looks at the piece of paper and you hear, uh -huh, uh -huh, that works. Then she takes the pen and you hear, you hear the sound of drawing. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> she looks. Uh, she looks down again. <laughs> I know what. I Perfect. She gives that little fake photography that she made now uh -huh. to to Mildred, and she says, "Can you hold that?" Yeah, no problem. Because if I can get a hold of that picture, they will look up. It's important to throw this down. Then that gives us a few seconds before they. Before they get that this is not the picture. And then we run. Okay. We switch it out. 
Let me let me try to create some additional cover and make a little smoke cloud here. Uh, and she says, Raucus, Raucus. And we'll try to cast that spell so that you four aren't immediately visible. Oh my gosh. It is a net one. <laughs> you got a nat one on your spell? Yes. <laughs> okay. Mildred does successfully create the smoke screen. So smoke starts to fill the chamber up above where you are, above the heads of the cultists who are really focused on the ritual in the middle of it right now. They don't see that. Sassily, you roll a natural one. Your spell does not work this time. You can try to do it again. We do allow multiple tries, but the, the difficulty gets harder. And if you fail three times in a row, you're going to start to get conditions and things coming back at you. I'm sorry. I was still in turtle mood. Now I'm in sassly mood. Come on, come on. No, she's starting. You can do it. All right. Is it potency and then... It is potency. Indeed. Is it magical movement? It's movement. 17. 17. Okay. Yes. That is successful. Are you trying to create a whirlwind so that the photograph would come up towards you, or are you just trying to blow it away? No, I try to move it up. Okay, so for a whirlwind, I also need a spryness roll. This is a, a straight spryness roll. We're looking for a 12 or higher. It is a 19 plus 1. It is a 20. We will get the picture. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Hold on, everyone. Hold on. Okay. Guys, are you ready? Here's the plan. I'm going to cast Mufta Lufta. Mildred, as soon as we have the picture, um, Jasper, you grab the picture. Mildred, yes. you, you drop the other one. Eric, you make sure everything, everyone runs the second we grab that picture. And there's no looking back. There's just run, run, run. Everyone copy? All right. Copy. Mildred? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Copy. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so here's where things get interesting. Uh, you send a whirlwind down of air from your wand, which you're kind of spinning in a circle to create this whirlwind effect. The photograph, which is floating there, begins to come up towards you. But as your whirlwind uh, takes the air up from where, where you are, it takes the smoke with it as well. So there's this smoky whirlwind that's coming downward. But this is very advantageous. This is actually very good because huh? the cultist eyes are focused on the photograph. If they had looked straight up and seen just you four standing there, that would have been bad. They now look up and the photograph and everything above it is covered by smoke. But I will roll for them just a group check, an investigation, a flat roll to see if they spot you or if they're just confused. So uh, I'm going to roll my big dice here, and we're going to see if they see you or not. This is a big roll. I will say they all look at this photograph, and it floats up. They look up in the air, and you just hear Yuval Arkanal say, What the heck is happening? What's going on? It, 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 check the vents. Something is it, it, is wrong. It, 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 check the kitchens. Is something burning? And uh, elbow, elbow, throw the picture. Throw the picture. Throw the picture Mildred down. Mildred throws the, the picture down. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have uh, Mildred roll a spryness roll. We're gonna say that she needs. I mean, getting a piece of paper to float down to where you want it to be is very difficult. <laughs> if you've ever tried to do it. Um, well, it's just important that they see that something is coming down again. Okay. So okay. if the wind blew it somewhere. Uh, it doesn't matter. She rolled a two. Uh, she tries to throw it. I, I, I got it. 
and like that thing where you let go of the paper, but the paper just floats down uh, next to you. So the paper does go downward, but it, it hits the side of the chamber. Uh, so nobody sees it, unfortunately. Ah, sorry. You, you should have let one of you do it. I, I'm, you know, I'm more of an auxiliary person anyway. Um, so... Uh, run, everyone, run! Let's go! Where's the picture? Where's the picture? Where's the picture? Okay, so the Einheit Seren are scattering below you. They're trying to figure out what's going wrong. They're leaving, they're going out, and they're checking all the different rooms. You know that Yazerva is in the room next to you with a knocked-out Einheit Seren. And you see this room empties... There were there were twelve Einheit Seren in their total, including Dante and Yuvel. We'll say that half of them leave, so six of them go out and they start to go into different rooms throughout throughout the the laboratory, the laboratory. Do we have the picture? Here's the deal. Before we run, because we have to, let's take a quick look on it. Take it. I'm afraid we will lose it. Take a look on it. Anyone recognizes anyone? Uh, I think that Jasper, you were the one to grab it, correct? Yes. Please don't make me roll for it. Yeah, you do have to roll for it, most definitely. I, am... I mean, definitely. <laughs> 17. Oh, yeah, okay. He got it. Okay, you got it. You snatch it out of the air. This has been mwah, perfectly timed. Everybody did a great job. Jasper, you look at this photograph, and uh, I, I, everybody kind of looks at it, but it doesn't mean anything to Mildred, Eric... Sassly, but you look at it and at first you just see okay this is like a bunch of scientists in lab coats it's kind of an old faded photo yeah okay there's like a few guys there's a, a couple female wizards but one face does stick out at you a face that you recognize instantly you know who that is and you see that there's names at the bottom just last names like a, a first initial and a last name and you you know it's there but you look for it anyway and you find it a dot vinkler that was your mother's maiden name and you know this is anna vinkler your mother and you see her very clearly much much younger she's in her 20s and she's standing in this group of scientists um Guys, our first intuition was Ross right. I think we have to go. Okay, let's go. This is a pretty picture. Thank you. They don't look that happy. I'm <laughs> very happy. One, two, three. So many people. In this Can picture. we count <laughs> them after we cut out? Sure. Let's run, everyone. Let's run. Okay, so you go back down this vent, I assume, the way you came in, and uh, you walk in. Little luck roll here for. Yes, bad luck roll. You see that Yes is currently in the middle of, he has his hand over this cultist who woke up. Uh, and he's like, um, guys. And he's just got his hand clapped over him. So the guy's trying to scream. You hear the pitter patter of feet outside, but you see that Yezerva has locked the door. So people assume that this cultist who's normally in there is in there doing his job. Yezzy, I guess we don't have to tell you that we bumped the party over there, huh? Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, I got the idea that something happened. I, I hope uh, you can fill me in on everything later. Uh, do we have a plan to get out of here? I mean, first of all, we have a picture of pretty women in a white dress, a uh, white coat, I mean. And Jasper just holds it. Yeah, oh, okay. very pretty. Nice. A lot of them there. That's great. Second of all, I think 
we have a problem. Mildred did not do good with her job. Sorry, Melba, that, that was differently planned. I, I made the smoke and thing. Then... I did the smoke thing. I thought that was good. That was a good idea. We should. It was absolutely. That was good, Miss Mulberry. We should have had Eric drop the thing. I did the smoke. Okay, okay. Maybe not throw okay. accusations around in the moment. We have bigger problems. Eric, I needed a focus. What are we going to do? <laughs> First of all, we're going to gag them because Izzard can't keep him shut all the time. And Cecily walks over to one and punches the person in the face. Gag him. Gag him. Not he, smack him. He rolls it. He rolls it. Hold on. Let me get some villain dice. He rolls a defense roll. He fails. He rolls. He rolls. I'm going to say he only has one constitution. He rolls a constitution roll. He fails. He, you knock him out, Sassley. You, you fully knock him out. Cecily looks at her first. It's the first time it ever worked, and she's like, "My plus one." <laughs> uh, so, so Yuzeva just you know sees this guy and just kind of lets him slump over to the side. Okay, great. Uh, so I don't know. Everybody's running around willy nilly. Uh, we all kind of look like cultists. We could just try to blend in, but I I wonder if it's a bad timing for that. They might be on high alert. Um. Any other uh, getting out plans, there's a, a high likelihood that if we get spotted, somebody might think that we seem out of place. I hope that the one who has an idea how the whole place looks like might have an idea where we could go. Well, guys, right now where we are, it's, it's quite easy to get to get to the exit, but we do pass like, like there's a corridor that we have to take and then... Do you know that? Is that on the picture? And she takes the picture again. <laughs> Can you see it? Yeah, I mean, Jasper, what you, what you know from your mental map image, there are, you know that there is actually a back exit, but you know that it's filled with crampine right now. You know that they're probably checking the kitchen, the back room, uh, the bathroom. Uh, there's two rooms. There's like this little side laboratory. Basically, both of the rooms that, there are two rooms in there that it would be like maybe okay to hide in. There's like a little sleeping dormitory that's between the main chamber and uh, the office space with the red carpeting. And there is a room across from that where Mil Mildred had hung out earlier, a little smaller lab. They're both further away than the entrance, but nobody would bother you probably if you got there. Uh, so you have the option of making basically a run for the main exit, or you can try to go hide in one of these rooms. Oh, I really want this to be a group decision. Don't want to decide it for everyone. Guys, well, we can either try to get out, or there are good hiding places somewhere else. And we have to leave eventually? Probably. So I guess we have to go out then. Aren't they going to block the exits? Because they know someone is here? Didn't you say you found a different exit? Well, the other exit that I found, well, <laughs> there are some crampines. We better don't take that one. Uh, no, but then I'll take that Oh, one. I can take them all with my plus one. I can take them all. You saw what I did to that guy. No, but Cecily, that was really good, but maybe we should try to focus on... <laughs> but that was great. I'm, I'm totally with Jasper in that case. <laughs> you hear a knock on the door. Hey, Ted, everything all right in there? Use your spell, Jasper. Yes, yes, I can I do a sudden nachklang? Can I do a sudden nachklang? Sudden nachklang, sudden nachklang. Sudden nachklang. Did he talk? He talked, right? Yeah, he talked quite a lot. Yes, you've heard him speak. Sudden nachklang. Nachklang. It's a... It's a 14 and I need a 10. Yeah. Yes! Okay, what do you say? Pickety-boo. What? 
Everything is fine. What, what was the first thing you said? Bickety poo? Let's not talk about it. Bickety poo. Bickety poo. Everything is fine. Bickety poo. Everything is fine. And you just hear the guy outside go, uh, man, that guy is so strange. All right. <laughs> Can't believe they'll just, let, they'll just let anyone in here. Uh, whoever was on the other side of the door walks away. <laughs> Sorry, guy. Uh, so you guys are okay in this room uh, for now. For now. But you know that there's two guys that were guarding the front doors and two guys in the side thing who did run into you. Maybe they haven't figured out that that's a problem yet, but if people start asking questions, there's at least four cultists around who bumped into you at some point and would be like, oh, well, there were these guys. So Jasper, why do you know everything about this? Why do you know the way out here? It's just that I, you know, as soon as we entered this, this whole mine, I kind of felt like maybe not that I've been here before, but but everything felt so familiar to me. I don't know why. And then suddenly, as soon as we went into that office and we found that book of Scevious Macrevious, it kind of hit me. Hold on, hold on. It seems to me yet. Do you know these people? No, I don't. I don't know Ted. <laughs> well, he better not wake up because he's going to get it right away. The thing is, if you're not right and we walk wrong into the wrong direction, that might be pretty bad. So are you sure that this is the right way to go when you want to leave? Well... If you trust me, if you all trust me, I can get us out, or I can get us somewhere to hide. No worries, if something happens, I'll fight to it. I more than trust you, Jasper. I do. If you think you have a way out of here for us, I'm with you. Well, guys, I have the way to walk along. I don't have the way to deal with the people we might meet. So are we trying to, to fight, or are we trying to hide? I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight through all this. I can't take a crampine. I can't take three. Tell me how many there are. I can take no, them. No. And then he, he looks to Miss Mul uh, to yeah, Mildred. I mean, Miss Mulberry, eventually we have to get out, right? Uh, oh yeah. I mean, they are gonna try to figure out where that picture went. And they're gonna search every inch of this place. Okay, so can we do it as a team? I think we have to. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, well then, let's go. Okay, so you're going to try to run for the exit, for the regular yes, exit. Yes, just by the lead, probably. Yeah, well, Because um, do I know it exactly that I know where the, you know, important turns or like corners are to, to stop before running? You, you know exactly where to go. I mean, you see that the exit is very close to where you are. It's a little further than it looks on the, on the map that you have. But you know every twist and turn of this place. You know, like the back of your hand. But guys, we should still sneak, I think. You can, you have the option, sneak rolls or run rolls. How about blend in rolls? <laughs> right, so that would be sneaking rolls, would be the, yeah. would be trying to be like, we are also Einheitser and run roll is like, I want to get out of here as fast as possible and have the least amount of people see me as possible. Or we just run and scream, where's the picture, where's the picture? <laughs> <laughs> Blending in as well. Okay, I would suggest that we sneak. Fields. Feels like the thing to do. I mean, in the end, the dice roll is going to be the same. Yeah. I have Sprite as minus one anyway. It, it will affect what the others roll to find you. Mmm. <laughs> yeah. Yazerba goes, shoop, Salamander. So now there's only four of you. So you're sneaking. Okay. Jasper's in the lead, followed by Eric, followed by Sassley, followed by Mildred. Everybody makes an individual sneak roll. <gasps> 19 minus 1 and 18. I take it. 18? 9. 9. I present a 15. 15? Okay. So, Jasper, you lead the way and you 
make it easily to the exit. You know this doorway, there's like an inner chamber, uh, and then there's a heavy metal door that leads out to the rock hallway where you had first entered when you got here. You make it there, Eric easily follows behind you. Uh, you see there's like two or three other cultists. They are, actually let me, there's just one other cultist right now that you see in the hallway, glances at you, but then runs back uh, into the back shower area as Eric walks through. Next is Sassly. Sassly, you see one guy comes out of the back office area where you were and sees you and says, hey, uh, the, the pixie elves are all supposed to be in the main atrium. You need to go there right now. Mildred comes out behind you. <laughs> Don't do that. Sassly turns around. She looks at Mildred. She's like, Oh, no. Here's the thing. When you bring your NPCs with you, folks, they just suck. it is great to they they can give you energy, uh, not energy. They can <laughs> give you inf they can give you information. They can also cast helpful spells, of course. But if you're gonna bring your NPCs with you everywhere, they also gotta roll. And sometimes they roll a three. And sometimes I roll to see how many uh, cultists enter the hallway. And I always rolled ones before, and then I roll a five. So here's what happens. Sassly, you see this this one cultist. He starts moving towards you and says, "Come on, come on! Uh, oh, oh, here they're coming now." Four pixie elves, including Dante, are walking down the hallway towards oh, you. God. Mildred comes out behind you and is like, "I am a night heights Aaron." <laughs> Trips on her robe. It comes open. She's wearing a purple dress underneath, obviously exposed. The one cultist who was talking to you already says, "Hey, who are you? Get out of here!" Mildred looks at you, Sassly, and says. Run! <laughs> this is like, no, 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 I have to go with the pixie elves. He just said it. <laughs> Who are you? You sure go out of here. No. Um, no. And she looks around to the others and she's like, oh, I go with the flow. Eric and Jasper are out of view. You, you yeah. two are hidden. Yazadva is in Mildred's pocket, like uh, the front pocket of her robe. So you're trying to play along, Sassley, and be like, I'm supposed to be here right now. Okay, so Mildred does not have that ability right now, and she doesn't know exactly what to do in this moment. But since she just yelled run, I'm going to roll a, a run roll for mm -hmm. her, yeah. because I think that's what she would do in this moment. She does good with the, with the run roll. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, she gets up, books it, but this one cultist who's actually in the hallway with you is like, hey, and runs off after her. So... Mildred has run towards the two of you, Eric and Jasper, cultist following her. We're going to catch up with you in one second. Sassley has turned around as three pixie elves now enter, and you see that there's two more human cultists, but they're standing uh, in this main big chamber that you've been looking down on. You are now on the ground floor looking into it. You see there's two of them in there. They're aware of you, but they're like, oh, pixie elf dealing with pixie elf stuff. They're going to continue to check out this chamber and figure out, try to figure out what's going wrong. Uh, where did the photo drop? Is it somewhere around here? These three elves walk towards you and look extremely confused. You see Dante sees you and says, Hey, what are you doing here? Where, who sent you? I don't, are you from my village? I don't, I don't know you. What was the name of the village? Pixador. Pixador. Um, Hey, hey, yo, yo, yeah, yeah, I, I'm from, I'm from Pixador. We, you know, 
It's Elfin thing. Of course I'm here. I'm trying to help us, you know, with the secret stuff. You see the three elves approach you now slower, and Dante says, Oh, a fellow elf of Pixador. Wonderful, right? Isn't that right? Gestures to the other three elves behind him. An elf of Pixador, here with us. And they start to surround you. Uh-oh. Except that I am the monarch of Pixador. I know everybody that lives in the village. You're not from Pixador. Where are you from and who are you? And his wings extend out behind him and he begins to fly half a foot of the air. And Seth is like, oh, he flies, he's beautiful. <laughs> Do the other ones have wings? No. <laughs> Cecily looks around. She's sudden. And she's like, You should not ask me that. We are alike, you and I. And we're supposed to work as a team. I come from the future, <laughs> and I'm here to help you with what you want to create. And you better not talk to me like that. Because I really admire you, and you should admire me too. And she puts down her You coat. fling the, the robes off of you. And I show the wings. Your wings pop out. These green, glittery wings. <laughs> <laughs> Is the podcast over now? The look, <laughs> the look on Dante's face is... So, I, you've never seen a facial expression change so fast. Of immediate power, he drops out of the air and hits the ground. Pure astonishment. Eh, impossible. Impossible. This can't be. The other three elves look completely unnerved. They, they're, I mean, they're like backing away from you, actually. I look at them and I'm like, you better move. No one in my way. No one in my way. Wait, you, don't go anywhere. Who is... Uh, Get, uh, seize her! Dante, listen to me. Hold on, stop right now. Do you have any influence points left? <laughs> Dante is looking at you, like, eyes wide. He actually doesn't know how to respond. He has ordered the pixie elves behind him to grab you. He's, he's, but they look super unsure about what to do at this moment. Yeah, you, you better, you better look at me. Yeah, I am coming from the future. I also come from the past, and I'm currently in the present. Perchta is someone that lives through all of people with desires. And we will figure out the right place for the right people with the right cause. And I think you and I, we are connected. Cecily looks to the right so that he can't see her, and she's like... Oh my gosh, oh my god, what am I gonna say? What am I gonna say? And I think that you and I should meet alone because just the worthy ones should talk about the cause. And I spend three influence points and pee in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dante looks at you and he holds a hand back to the pixies behind him. You see that none of the humans are coming close to you. You know that Uvil might be somewhere behind, but you don't see Uvil anywhere. Dante looks at you sassily and says, Hmm. I don't know if I believe that you are some kind of time-traveling pixie elf, but there's no explanation for those wings. We are connected. And Sassy's like, 
Gulp. But I don't see any reason that we should meet alone later. An elf with a connection to Perkta, like you and I have, deserves to sit on a throne. Oh no, he wants to marry me. She shall accompany us to Pixador immediately. Prepare a room for her. Oh, no. She stays with us. And the other pixie elves. Uh, uh, to prepare you a room he grabs you by the arm I am so glad little sister that we have found each other I cannot wait until you and I talk to Perta together and as its eyes they grow he begins to lead you into the central chamber where the portal is to the shadow realm and by that she was never seen again we'll pick up there in a second, you two are in the front hallway uh, in this stone chamber, and you were waiting for Sassley. Sassley never came. There was a long break, and then Mildred went, and she goes, "Boys, run, run!" And there is a a male human Einheitsherrn running in behind her. Hey, stop! A blast of magic. Follows you. Let's see who it goes for. <laughs> you can aim it to Eric. Uh, it, actually, it does go for Mildred. Ooh. You see Mildred. Th you've seen this spell once before, I believe, already. It's this weird inverse a kind of Zauberschlag. He, he does not say a word, but it's, it is a Zauberschlag powered by deafness. And it starts slowly and then boom, blasts forward like that one gun in uh, in Super Smash Brothers. It and it smacks into the back of Mildred. Mildred loses an, uh, a constitution as she tumbles to the ground. But now the two of you can respond. Roll bookishness. Yay, initiative. 16. I like a 10. Great. You guys will die. I will marry Dante. This is going great. <laughs> this is going great. This, this is, is going great. This is great. How it's oh supposed my to God. end. Yeah, I feel like this is what I planned for today. <sighs> this is not what I planned for today. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, sorry. <laughs> Mildred is the first to respond, even though she just got hit. She flops up on her back. Zauberschlag! You see that the spell goes wide and poof, just hits a rock wall. Chunks of rock fly off. That is going to be Jasper's turn. <laughs> You will pay for what you just did to Miss... I better don't say her name. Zauberschlag! <laughs> to Miss Zauberschlag. I like that. Uh, just a seven. Uh, your spell also <laughs> cracks against the other side. This guy uh, is just no. ducking underneath things. He like, seems to be, like most of the cultists here, kind of a good wizard. <laughs> That's going to be Eric's turn. Well, all good things are three. Zauberschlag it is. <laughs> Very very calmly said as this <laughs> guy runs past you. <laughs> Net 20. Nice. No defense roll. Uh, it hits him. He's like, ha, hoo, ha, hits in the chest directly, flies back a couple feet, rolls a constitution roll, fails, loses a constitution. Very nice. And in the final order, you see a little salamander jump out of Mildred's pocket. <gasps> yes! She's, he's going to defend her. And grows five feet tall, nine feet tall. 
15 feet tall. <gasps> and he says, don't touch her. <laughs> and absolutely is going to try to throw this Einheitsern against the wall when he is in this form. His physical attacks are a vicious hit. That is not a brutal hit. That is a vicious hit. You need a nat 20 to survive them. <laughs> You've never... He be, he does not fit in this cavern. Like, he does... He is bent over. He's too big. Just pure muscle. He's gonna roll to hit. Uh, it was a big buildup. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, he he misses this. Einheitsaren does get out of the way. But you see he's giant and he's blocking the hole. So this Einheitsaren cannot get to you. He can't go any further. And that's the Einheitsaren's turn. He's actually gonna use his turn to say, hey, 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 intruders, intruders. There's intruders over here. Nobody answers from the back, but you hear the door at the front. Click, click. The two guys, the two gods. Oh. Hey, what's going on in here? And two more Einheitseren enter the room. One of them immediately goes and says, Income sinkum. But we flip back to Sassly. Sassly, <laughs> you are being marched into the main room and you see that Yuvel Arkanal comes to meet you. What? What is this? Who do, you, who do you have here, Dante? This stranger has walked into our lair. She knows too much. Some magic is afoot here. But these wings can only come from our mistress. And Yuvel bows very subordinate. It is an honor to have you here. Heightened one. Uh, she says that to you, Sassley calls you the heightened. What did you say? She called you heightened one. The heightened one. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, kind of takes in Dante with that. So this is a title that Dante has as well. She looks at Dante and she's like, who is this person that approaches me right now? She is due a certain amount of respect. She works for our mistress directly. Very well. What do you know of Knecht Ruprecht? <laughs> oh, Knecht Ruprecht. Well, I can just tell you, you better not be naughty. That's what I tell you, because he will not let that happen. Dante chortles. <laughs> I wouldn't make that joke in front of him, by the way. But yes, he was once called the Black Hand of Justice and decided who was worthy and who was not. A position long ago abandoned when he was cast into the Shadow Realm. A tragic day. Indeed, I agree. But here, we can contact him directly. I'm sure he will be eager to meet you. And when he's here, we can call Perkta here to see you. Well, <clears throat> I would be delighted. <laughs> You're going to let him drag you the rest of the way? Yuvel bows and, and leaves. You can see, Dante doesn't exactly know how to handle this either. He's going to a superior. Like, you know, he's doing it with I know. giving you full respect and yeah, yeah, yeah. but he is gonna check out a superior but you're too special to uh, just outright attack give him your plus one so guys what do you think i could try to be like hold on i'm not going anywhere without my staff and let them bring you in or you can try to escape and try to rescue me <laughs> when i'm in the shadow realm Hanging from a tree. I mean, you. I'm going to say you are not together right now, and and you don't know what they want, Sassley. You have to decide if you're going to try to 
get them, but you saw them escape. You don't know what happened to Mildred. You know that two of them got out, but you can decide uh, maybe it's better if they're here or we're together or if I bring them in or if maybe I you try to get out on your own. I just don't know right now. Cecily doesn't know. Did they make it out safe or are they like captured somewhere and tortured? Is that... Is it good to use her power to be like, that's my staff, don't touch them? Or are they out? You know that Eric and Jasper, because you were right behind them, you know that they made it out like through the entrance and that there was no one else at that time there. Yeah. And Mildo is an adult. She can handle herself. <laughs> Mildo, you did, you did see Mildo run the same way and with a guy behind her. So yeah, that you saw. So can I ask them to bring Mildred over? Because Dante has... You will as his like person to do things, right? Not exactly. Dante has three pixie elves that he orders around. Uvil seems to be she's very deferent. Uh, she she shows a lot of respect. She's always taking a lower status. But you get the feeling like she's actually one of the generals. Like there's three generals and they all seem to be kind of on the same level-ish, but maybe for different reasons. Okay, I just say guys. You try to make it out. You try to find Flip, and you try to solve this mystery, <laughs> and never forget that little little pixie elf that can't fly. <laughs> she she approaches Dante again. So you talk to Pasta in front of all of these people. Oh no, we'll have the room cleared once Pasta is here. I'm sure she'll be delighted to meet you. I mean, she must know of your presence already. And once we're all together. We'll let her decide what the next move is. It will be excellent to have somebody else of your stature on our side. Where do you come from anyway? I know you're not from Pixidor. Leslie thinks, she really thinks about what to do, what's the right move. She can't lie any longer. She can try to come forward with the truth, the truth that she admires the, uh, the ancient elves and that with the power of Peach and the ancient elf, she created herself those wings and can be like, this is the future. And I saw, I can try. I can try that because I think then I could be one of them to be inside of it, to figure things out on that end. What do you guys think? Is that an idea? Very honorable. Uh, Cecily looks at Dante. Well, when I say I come from the future and from the past and now I'm in the present, I don't mean it literally. I mean it with what we, as pixie elves, as flying creatures, with so much knowledge and power can accomplish. I saw things. I saw things about you in your past. And I feel connected. Because I think you and I, we went through similar things together. Not together, but connected. And I saw things in the future. Our future is going to be bright. We will accomplish what we want. And I'm coming from the pixie gyre in Denmark. He turns to you and to him, this sounds like a declaration of unity he is exactly what he wanted to hear. And he looks at you and he says, yes, you understand. Pixie elves are meant to be raised above all others. We were the chosen kingdom, the holders of the weave. I didn't know that there were elven communities so far north that aligned with our interests in Pixidor. I should have looked harder, but I always felt that our secrecy was of the utmost importance. 
Oh, no worries, no worries, I got them under control. <laughs> that you don't have to approach the pixie show. When the time is right and comes, we will also march to Denmark, and they will be part of us. He grabs your hand, clasps it. Sassley shakes. I do not doubt this. Go. But I, of course, will send a delegation immediately to make contact. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah. They should totally walk by foot, because that's what we do. It's a tradition. No one can just come. Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, right, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. totally. Absolutely. absolutely. So that gives them seven full, seven or eight full days until they're there. My, I can try to write a letter to my parents so <laughs> they can move. Maybe everyone should go to Neudrachenberg. I did something really bad. So you've reached the front of this portal, and you see that Dante mutters... Dante just sends a storm cloud from his hands and a twister of snow explodes out from him and you see he's controlling it. He doesn't use a wand. Uh, none of the pixie elves here do. And he's just sending a flurry of snow in the direction of a building. Now that you're closer, that you can see out in the distance. Yellow lights, metallic frame, some sort of industrial... Mm, craftsman shop, perhaps? Uh, and he says, <laughs> that'll annoy the heck out of him. <laughs> but he'll know who sent it. And Sassy looks at him and she's like, <laughs> and she doesn't even know what happens. Sassly, now I will remind you, he is summoning Knecht Ruprecht. Knecht knows who you are. He's seen you in your dreams. And he knows who you are. He knows where you come from. He knows your name. And he recognizes you. So, while you're deciding what to do as this uh, snow tornado heads off to annoy and potentially summon Connect Ruprecht, we snap back to the others. Incum Sinkum! <sighs> A beam of dark energy shoots from this wand and is going to try to shroud one of your heads in an orb of smoky blackness. Oh no, our eyes! <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's coming for Jaspi. Nat 20. Oh, great. Do I even have to roll? There's no defense roll. You are blinded. You have minus two to all ability rolls. Not spells, but all ability rolls. <laughs> so it's like your head's uh, surrounded by a, a fishbowl of, of, of blackness. That's Mildred once more. And Mildred goes, Ah, taser stop! <laughs> She actually didn't roll great to cast this spell. Flipping between so many documents right now. Aha, she does have a plus one to magical endowment. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she's, a, she's a full, she does get, I was like, oh, if she gets a plus one, she does it. And if she doesn't, she doesn't get it. So she barely manages to electrify her wand. Does not get an attack on this turn, but electrified wand, you know that means double hits for her in the future if she manages to attack. But that's her turn. The second Einheitsherren who's entered from the front now takes their turn. Whoa. Schattenschlag. He fires a Schattenschlag at Eric, but it just slams into the side of the cave. Uh, you are not hit. That's going to be Jasper's turn. Yeah. Eric sees like this smoky black cloud turning towards them, and then you hear Jasper. Lucky you. Lucky you. <laughs> I know how that feels like. I have that before. Okay, so I can I can still attack, but I have this minuses. 
physical attack, for instance, would be a minus, but spells are not. Ah, that's what I want to do here. The fact is, the, the other guy is completely blocked from, from Yezadva's hand, so I don't have to bother about him. Yeah, Yezadva and Mildred are kind of taking care of this one guy that's at the front right now. They're right. trying to psh, they're trying to shut him up real fast before he gets anybody else in here with you. And you two are left to deal with the two that you had talked to at the front. Like, the it's the wolf guy and the fish guy. The wolf guy and the scaly guy, yeah. Scaly guy. Yeah, good old Zauberschlag, I think. Zauberschlag! And it's a nine. A nine. You need an eight, right? Yeah. Okay, so... Not good, but maybe? We'll see. He gets a Spinous Defense roll. Let me... Nat 20. He jumps out of the way. Eric, you're up. Okay, just so I have it right. We have still three cultists standing, yeah? You are three cultists standing. Yeah, I would like to to take another Zauberschlag at the one that's already been hit. Okay, the one that's behind Yuzerdva. Yeah. Okay, yeah, go for it. Zauberschlag! 16. 16 total? Uh, 16 total, yeah. Rolled a 17. Ah, dang it. Jumps out of the way. Yuzerdva goes, whoa, warn me next time. <laughs> Gets out of the way. Well, try! The first Einheitseran has its turn again. They go, yo, you guys are really annoying me right now. Breath and Drachen! You feel a... He does, he barely gets ice breath. But it hits Yuzerdva. Yezi now has spirit freeze condition. But he's not really using his magic right now, so it doesn't matter too much. It's a cone. We're also going to say it gets Mildred, actually. And that is going to be Yuzerdva's turn. And he just tries to hit this guy again. Not one. Sorry, I made him so big and so powerful, but if he's going to roll ones and twos the whole time... <laughs> rolls a nat one. He's just he's just too mad that they attacked Mildred. He's just... Oh, just get out of here! So unfortunately, that's Yuzerdva's turn. We're back to... The first Einheitserin, the one who blinded Jasper. <clears throat> Schattenschlag goes off, but misses. That's going to be Mildred. She tries to Taserstab, this one that they've been working on. If she successfully hits with a physical attack... Oh my gosh, I need to stop using this dice. Like, I'm, I'll use a different dice for you guys from now on, because it, it rolled a 2, a 1, and a 3 then. Technically, if he rolls a 1 or a 2... No, he rolls a 15. He's like, ha, he's one of those really, he's just, whoa, ah, no, you can't get me. He's like parkouring off the side of the walls. Now he's starting to enjoy it. Yeah, doing a little dance. That's going to be the other Einheitserin, Wolf Einheitserin, sees Yuzerdva and goes, we got to blind that guy. So tries to, Incom Sinkum, try to blind Yuzerdva, uh, but fails the spell. Uh, this spell just peters off into nothingness and he's like, dang it, I got to work on that one. That's going to be Jasper. Funny you said blinding. I want to blind the both of them. Okay. With the Licht des Bichters. Yeah, you can get those two at the same time if you roll high enough. <laughs> Licht des Bichters. That 20. Oh, yes. no defense yes. roll. They're both blinded. Uh, excellent. Just at the same time. Ah, my eyes. <laughs> I'm smirking in the camera. <laughs> yeah, nicely done. That's sweet, sweet revenge. That's going to be Eric's turn. Yeah, well, you know. Let's try it again. I want to Zauberschlag that one. Nobody can hit this guy. He's crazy. At this time, look out. I'll try it again. Oh, okay. I, oh. <laughs> He's, you see, Yuzerva shrinks for one second. <laughs> Zauberschlag. That's another 16. Please. Uh, he, th this dice usually rolls so bad. It's rolling. It rolled another net. Yeah. 
though possible. So Yuzerva gets small. Shoot. Um, he gets big. I can't believe I'm rolling so good for these villains. This Einheitsherrin is like gonna turn around and go, hello, hello, anybody here to help? Hello. But uh, something is going on in the other room. Something is, is drawing attention. Nobody's coming to help. That first Einheitsherrin again takes his turn. He casts uh, a Schattenschlag. It is successful. He's gonna cast it on uh, Mildred with her electrified wand. And, and he was successful, and then she's gonna use this dice from now on. Hits her, but she survives the hit. Uh, so she takes it, but you see that she's visibly weakened. That's gonna be uh, Yazadva again, who's like, come on. <laughs> uh, this time he rolls a uh, pretty good. He has a massive bonus to physical attack. So as long as he doesn't roll super low, this guy fails massively and loses a second constitution as Yuzerva flings him against the back of the cave. Uh, that's that Einheitsaren's second constitution gone. We're back to the scaly Einheitsaren, who's like, Schattenschlag, boom, fails the spell. Uh, seems like you are all getting the upper hand right now, and Mildred's gonna try to finish off this first Einheitsaren. Come on, Mildo! She hits him. He survives one. He does not survive the other because it's electrified wand. So he survives the stab. He's like, with these abs of steel. And then, uh, <laughs> and the first Einheitsaren who was in there with you collapses to the ground. And at this moment, Yazadva and Mildred turn to the two Einheitsaren that you two have been fighting. And they team up. Yeah. Mm, such a couple moment. And now all four of you are staring at these two Einheitsaren, and Yuzerva <laughs> goes, Come get some. And we flash back to Sassly. Uh, <laughs> Sassly, this is... Oh my god, this episode's gonna be so long, but I mean, what can you do? What can you do? Sassly, what are you doing right now? Are you trying to get out of the situation? You're gonna let Connect come. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Someone wants some answers. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. He might know who I am, but my reasons are actually true. That I created myself wings and that I want to fly is true. So I can actually try to play that I'm part of that community. Probably not for forever. Yeah, the deeper you get in, the harder it is going to be for you to get out of here. But in any case, this... Snow blizzard hits this uh, house and you wait a bit. You see that the door, the front door, some kind of mechanism in front of it. <laughs> Yellow light spills from outside. The door slams shut. You see this massing, terrifying, hulking figure start to lumber towards you until it's in front of the portal. And Dante says, Lord Knecht, I've found another like myself, another that she has blessed our dear Perta, and I didn't know that anybody existed like this. And Knecht says, well, well, well. <laughs> what are you doing here, little pixie elf? She's not blessed by Perta. She's an accident. And that's where we'll end our session.
<laughs> You're such a true villain. Well, I... Listen to your laugh. That is a true Michael oh laugh. It's not even being a villain. Oh my god. Oh my... Our magician master is Michael Moore. Sassly Mary Nature Spring is Nadine Kuhn. Jasper Casper is Lucas Fisher. Eric Miller is Sebastian Kinder. Theme song by Aaron Richard with additional music by Ethan Anderson. Our cover art is by Pascal Genet. Well, we're in it deep now, folks. We're in it deep in a way that no one was expecting. Definitely not me. A Team Shieldless has its work cut out for it to get out of this mess, and I can't wait to see how they do it. Now, as our group, our actors, continue to be on tour and working in different parts of the country, we are going to try our best to keep our episodes coming out on time. Please excuse slight changes in recording quality as that happens. I will, of course, endeavor my best to keep our quality up to the standards that we have always had. If you're new to the show, thanks for listening in. These last two episodes were two of our chonkiest, longest episodes in a row, and I hope you enjoyed listening as much as we loved creating them. If you like what you hear, why not give us a review on Apple Podcasts or rate us on the Spotify app? That would be super cool. We will give shoutouts on the show for five-star reviews. Just saying. If you want to support us even further, there's always Patreon at patreon.com slash jkwearrolling. Here you can get fun extras like maps, music, extra snippets from the show, uh, whatever we want to put on there. Uh, You help this show keep rolling along and give us more excuses to ignore our normal jobs and just play games with our friends. (laughs) You get our endless gratitude and you get a shout out on the show, which is exactly why Sassly has come by to talk about a pixie elf patron. Isn't that right, Sassly? I want to shout out Alora Hemoria. Hey Alora! Alora is the village swimming instructor in the Pixie Shire. She once used her powerful pixie feet to swim around the entire country of Denmark, from the Baltic Sea to the North Sea. She even survived the hypothermia afterward. Just keep swimming, Alora. Just keep swimming. Alright, thanks so much for being here, Sassley. Thanks for having me, Michael. You're so welcome. Very nice. Evening. Okay, and that's Are you it for this. That during the recording. Is that is that it for one? this week? <laughs> okay, everybody. Remember to keep your head, brain sharp, and your wand at the ready. I keep them at the ready, Michael. But I will roll for them just a group check, an investigation, a flat roll to see if they spot you or if they're just confused. Hold on. You have to cut this in back because I never said it. Move the lufta. Nice. Now you can put that in. Because I didn't do it yet. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Great, great. Okay, so uh, I'm going to roll my big dice here. 